Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you here today to listening, uh, Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura, and I'm trying to be Raphael. (laughs) (laughs) And I am Michael. (laughs) Today's show, we have a special theme. I hope you're tuned in. When in doubt, laugh first and be kind. And today is March 21st, a rainy day in far northern California at the sacred mountain of Mount Shasta, where we are broadcasting from. It is our goal for awakening souls, intuition, and fulfilling purpose. Today, we're going to explore, ta-da, doubt. What doubt is, how we become doubtful, and what we can do to restore our certainty when we find ourselves in doubt. The American Heritage English Dictionary defines doubt as the state of being uncertain about the truth or reliability of something. The new Oxford American Dictionary defines it as a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. We've all been in doubt at one time or another. That is for doggone sure. Doubt makes it difficult to make a decision, especially the more important the decision might be. Whether you're a mother charged with making a major decision about the care of your child, a doctor deciding the treatment of a critically ill patient, a CEO guiding the direction of a company, or a friend to someone leaning on you for advice on what to do about a life-changing situation. You'd want to have some kind of certainty that you're making the right choice in what you say or do or how you respond. How do you know something's going to work? How can you be certain that you're right about your decision? In fact, now that you think about it, did you turn off the stove and lock the front door before you drove off to work today? Doubt seems to lurk just around the corners at times, doesn't it? What if you're wrong? What if you fail? What if you ruin everything? Or something. (laughs) Or someone. (laughs) With your decision, action, or advice. What happens when you're in doubt? Do you get stuck or frozen, unable to make the decision or move forward? Most people, when in doubt, tend to get stuck. They tend to go around and around in their head trying to figure out whether they're making the right choice, whether they're doing the right or the best thing, whether it's going to work or blow up in their face. And when they do that, they stay stuck in doubt. Rather than being able to move forward and solve or resolve the problem, or situation. Have you ever noticed when you're in such a state, 
that you're quite serious. <laughs> did you did you also notice that you are grinding your intellectual gears, trying and trying and trying to figure things out? What do I do? Da da da. Would it be better this way or that way? How do I know? I don't know. Shall I do this? Shall I do that? What am I to do? What if I mess things up? What if people end up hating me? What if I ruin it for others? And it goes on and on and on. (laughs) Is that what you like? Of course not. So what are you to do when you're in doubt the next time? Because chances are there will be a next time and a next time after that (laughs) and a next time after that. Well, I don't know. I'm not that sure. (laughs) (laughs) Albert Einstein, that legendary genius physicist and mathematician, and though not as widely known, he was a mystic as well, said that, We cannot solve a problem in the same consciousness that created it. We can't stay in the box, in other words, that the problem was made in. We have to think outside that box in order to solve it. You'll find that whenever you're in some kind of doubt, you'll be in a serious intellectual consciousness, right? I mean, just think about it whenever you were in a doubt, real doubt situation, serious, trying to grind it out, thinking. So the first thing that you need to do is to step out of that serious intellectual mindset. It's time to lighten Lighten up. up. (laughs) Say that again, it's time to lighten up. (laughs) Lighten up. Wasn't there a song back in the, 70s or 80s or 70s. Lighten up. Oh, no, that was tightened up. (laughs) (laughs) You never get those right. No, I never get anything right. But that's that's what makes us laugh. I have lots of certainty. I never get anything right. (laughs) (laughs) No, just aphorisms and things like that. So when in doubt, laugh first. As revolutionary an idea as it may have been in Einstein's time, Now, most people know that everything is energy. So to step out of the energy consciousness box that the situation or problem was created in, you have to shift your energy level. Seriousness is an energy level that's heavier than, say, levity (laughs) or humor. Doctors diagnosed Norman Cousins, remember him? He was a journalist in 1964 with ankylosing spondylitis, a rare disease of the connective tissues. I think it's, you know, when the vertebrae start to fuse, very painful. And the doctors gave him just a few months at most to live. Well, he decided to take ownership of his own healing. And later, when he healed himself, he credited laughing until his stomach hurt by watching funny movies day after day 
and having injections of megadoses of vitamin C with his healing and being able to live 28 more years in good health. He stepped out of the box of serious intellectual consciousness into a different, much higher vibration of energy consciousness of laughter and self-empowerment. Emotional states like apathy, boredom, and anger (laughs) are too low for healing and wellness. Have you ever seen anyone in apathy, boredom, or anger profoundly change for the better? Of course not. Those who do change from being in apathy, boredom, fear, anger, guilt, or whatever, do so because they step up from those low vibrations of consciousness into a much higher one. The first rung on that ladder to healing, wellness, and fulfillment is amusement and laughter. You'll notice that when you're truly laughing, you can't hold on to anything. (laughs) That's why sometimes if you're laughing hysterically, you might wet your pants. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hold on to anything, right? Okay, you won't be able to stay angry or bored or afraid for very long. In laughter, you drop all resistance and open up to the infinite even if only for a few moments. When Norman Cousins made it his daily practice to watch a lot of Marx Brothers and Three Stooges movies and laugh and laugh until his sides and face hurt, he went way beyond opening to the infinite for just a few moments here and there. He opened himself regularly. And as with pretty much everything else, with consistent practice, he got quite proficient at being at a higher vibration, and accessing the limitlessness from which all healing and positive change come. Well, when I teach on a spiritual and psychic level, I know that until my students get into at least a basic level of amusement, so there's, there's really not much use for me to teach anything of great import, right? And that's why I joke around a lot. Many of you who've ever been in my class or seminar or whatever, you'll notice I'll I'll joke around a lot until everybody starts to at least giggle a little bit, smile, you know, relax. Because until then, I really can't teach. It's not going to, it's going to be a waste of everybody's time. Of course, you can't force yourself or anyone else to laugh. Can you? Try it. Force yourself to laugh. (laughs) You have to choose to laugh. It helped Norman Cousins to really have funny movies to watch for him to learn to laugh more and more, even when he was in excruciating pain. Yet, sooner or later, you have to learn to L-O-D. Well, all of you know what LOL means, right? Because everybody texts that. But you have to learn to L-O-D. This is your next step from L-O-L. Laugh 
on demand. <laughs> it's very much like, you know, Netflix or something, video on demand. <laughs> Except you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> you just have to laugh on demand. You choose to be amused and you laugh when nothing's funny. And even when things are definitely not funny. I mean, being in pain is not funny. You know, being insulted is not funny. Having wars going on is not funny. But you got to be able to get into amusement. Only then can you begin to change and heal anything. Now, compassion and kindness go hand in hand with laughter. Once you can choose to laugh, especially when you're facing a difficult, you know, situation or condition, you need to also cultivate compassion and be kind to yourself and others. Laughing and being kind are the keys to stepping out of fear and vanishing doubt from your mind. Why? Not only are you raising yourself, your energy, and your consciousness up to a much higher level, you're also dropping intellectually trying to figure things out and going around and around in a circle that never ends. When you're laughing and being kind, you can't intellectually hold on to things. You can't hold on to a grudge when you're laughing. You can't keep intellectualizing anything when you're being kind. Being kind takes you out of your intellect and lets you begin to experience the unconditional heart of spirit. Being kind and compassionate means you're letting things and people be as they are. Judgments and conditions are dropped. Kindness validates who you are. Kindness is always only in the present. In the present, there's no need for intellectually trying to figure anything out. In the present, there's never any doubt, only certainty. Certainty is never about being right. It's about being. There's never certainty in the intellect, only in spirit. For that which changes all the time cannot have certainty. Only that which is never-changing and limitless and eternal can be certain. So anytime we're laughing, we're certain, right? Because we're not thinking anymore. Ah, do you ever notice when you're laughing and laughing and laughing, what happens? What happens is you start to feel better. And if it's the correct vibration of laughter and not laughing at someone, it's best to laugh at yourself. <laughs> as long as that's kind, you start to heal. You start to have your space. And, Michael, you can talk a little more about that. Well, just the other day, you know, we, we had a weekend intensive for the advanced students and uh, this past weekend. And afterward, we always bunch of us stick around, get together, have dinner, and it just starts to become a laughter fest. <laughs> and there's no effort. Uh, you can't laugh in effort when you're trying to laugh. No, laughter just 
happens when you're not trying to grind it out intellectually. You're you're not having to hold on to I'm angry and and I blame you for this and and you ruin my life and you know whatever it is or the other way uh, I'm so guilty I I'm bad I, I screwed up everything and it's all my fault and it's all my fault and you beat yourself up and everything no if that's that's grinding the intellectual gears that's holding on mentally to things that aren't there I mean it's made up. You you make it up and you keep on feeding it. But if you decide, no, I don't want to be in pain and suffering anymore. I'm going to drop it. Remember the dog obedience school training? You know, drop it. So you decide, first thing, I got to drop it. I'm just holding on to it mentally. All right, I'm going to loosen up my brain cells. <laughs> I'm going to like opening up your fist, you know, you just loosen up that intellectual grabbing on and let it go. And if you just sit there going, I'm letting it go, I'm letting it go, I'm letting it go, you're not letting it go, are you? No. But if you start laughing, uh-huh. <laughs> it becomes kind of automatic. Yeah, it's, you start, okay, I, I give up, I let go. I get, I'm, I'm just going to let it go. And I'm laughing. And once I'm laughing, oh, gee, it's quieter. Huh? Until some some people want to get back at it, you know. Oh, but wait, wait, wait. You know, a lot of times people ask me questions. They're so serious. And and when they ask like that, the answer's not going to be any good. So I joke around to get them to laugh. But mm-hmm. they always want to come back to but. I, what I was saying an hour ago was. <laughs> That's still hanging on to it. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on a break. Um, so I'd like to suggest if you are new to us especially to go to our website, www.michaeltamura, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, T as in Tom, A, M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. And if you'd like to find out about things that we're doing, be sure you sign up to be on our mailing list. We'll see you at the next section. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health, and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Who are you, really? Are you the person you want to be, or are you the person that others want you to be? Think about that. We don't always recognize our gifts and potential because we stick to old methods of being and do what others in our lives tell us. It's time to break through. Listen for Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. Each program connects you back to whom you were meant to be every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Okay, welcome back. And today we're discussing when in doubt, laugh first and be kind. (laughs) Yes, Michael has a very funny laugh now that his voice is slightly compromised, but I kind of like it. It's very amusing. (laughs) You know, that's one of the things we talk about sometimes is um, sometimes you have to make a fake laugh first. And if it sounds funny, you might actually really laugh, uh, you know, a belly laugh or even just one of those laughs that kind of bursts out of you. Well, um, before we got back into our conversation, before we get back into our conversation, I'd like to talk about a place you can meet us if you'd like. Um, We are going to be participating in the New Living Expo, which is happening April 27th to 30th um, in San Mateo, California. That's not too far from the San Francisco airport. It's actually uh, the entire expo is going to be the... uh, Let's see. Yes, the 27th to the 30th. We'll be there the 27th to the 29th in booth number 328. And we're going to have our uh, Living the Miracle radio banner up and everything. But you'll be able to talk to us and we can tell you a little more about our other work that we do. So uh, be sure that you come, come by and see us and say hello and tell us what you think of the show. Also, we'd love to have you tell your friends about it, too, so that we can have as many people listening as possible. Um, all this over is the world. All over the world. We already have a lot of people listening, but we'd love to have more join us if you know somebody who might be interested in what we're talking about. So getting back to when in doubt, laugh first and be kind. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, when I... Lost my voice. What is it now? Five and a half. It's been since November eighth. Yeah, it was. It was kind of. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, right out shortly afterwards, when I had absolutely no voice at all, um, I was 
using a microphone and a PA system to teach. And, and I said to Raf, uh, to the class, I said, well, at least, you know, Raphael thinks uh, it's the house is so much more peaceful and quiet. <laughs> and she hollers from the back of the room, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, so it's no matter what the circumstance, isn't it interesting that so many people stop laughing or they don't laugh because of the reactions they have, right? What, what they're experiencing. They, they laugh if what they're experiencing is funny to them or, or happy, uh, joyful, then they'll laugh. But if what they're experiencing is negative, destructive, painful, uh, not fun, then they'll decide they won't laugh. It's a decision. <clears throat> being amused and being happy is not some kind of a thing that falls down from the sky, like Chicken Little. <laughs> it's, it's just a choice we make. But most people, my, my experience with a lot of people is that they think, well, what's there to laugh about? It's not funny. It's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, I'm not going to laugh. It's terrible. I feel bad. I'm not going to laugh. Huh. Well, guess what? Remember Norman Cousins? That's what he didn't do. He felt terrible. He had bad news. Hey, buddy, you're not going to live for much longer. <laughs> for most people, that's bad news. And, and on top of that, he was in a great deal of pain. That's not fun. No, not fun for any of us. But he chose to laugh. And, and he knew he had to get himself into a better place, into a higher state of consciousness. And so he used the tool of watching funny, funny comedies and things like that. Well, some of us might not feel the same about certain kind of comedies. It's not that funny. <laughs> so sooner or later, whatever trick you use to laugh, it's still trying to get yourself to, to laugh because you're looking at or hearing something funny. But what if you're in the middle of nowhere? There's no movies. There, there's no comedians. There's no bad jokes. There's nothing. And in fact, a lot of people don't laugh at my bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they do laugh at how bad you are. Yeah. <laughs> and so... That works. Yes. Whatever works. But sooner or later, you have to practice laugh on demand, L-O-D. And so how do you laugh on demand when things are, aren't going well? You never even have to think about it when somebody says something or does something or you're just so happy. You're just laughing because that's where you're at. But what if, oh, you just got bad news or, or your best friend got you know, hospitalized or got into an accident or whatever the case might be? It's not a laughing matter, is it? No. And then you get sad, you get angry, you get frustrated, you get upset, you get guilty, whatever the case may be, you become afraid. Well, doubt is essentially fear. And when we're in fear, we're not certain, are we? When we're angry, we're not certain either. Because when we're angry, we think we're certain, you did it to me, and I'm gonna get back at you. Uh, if it, you know, if it's the last thing I do, I'm gonna go after you. You think you're 
full of total certainty. No, that's not certainty. That's just being stuck in anger at something that's not even true. And you think it is, and you think you got the solution for it. Well, if you follow through on that, guess what? You're not going to be a happy camper for a long time. But if you stop and go, wait a minute, do I want to act out of this total, almost insane, you know, emotion? Do I want to act out of this total depression? Do I want to act out of, ah, who cares, I'm in total apathy or bored? Never works out well, does it? No. But when you act out of amusement, laughter, real laughter, not the sarcastic, you know, angry laugh that a lot of people have is smirking and snickering at you. Snarking. Snarking. (laughs) (laughs) That's my word. Snapping. (laughs) And so that's not a real laugh. That's not coming from true amusement and happiness. That's coming from anger and and jealousy and competition and all kinds of stuff. So laughing on demand, true laughter. That requires us to first relate correctly, respond correctly to the reaction, emotional, mental reaction we're having, right? So when we're not happy, when we're upset in any way, shape, or form, when we're in doubt, what am I going to do? I don't know. I don't know. When that happens... What are we basing how we're being? You know, not laughing, being serious, really trying to grind out that intellectual gear, trying to figure out, I, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I got to figure, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? All that stuff and panicking, being doubtful, having no certainty. I don't know if this is right. I, I should do this, but I don't know if it's right. And what if it's right? All that kind of stuff. That's just emotional, mental reactions we're going through. It's not original. You didn't sit there after some something happened in your life and you didn't sit there consciously going, you know, I think I'm going to respond to this in total panic. <laughs> I don't think about it. No, you, you just reacted. It's just this reaction that like somebody pushes a button and this emotional, mental, the thoughts come, the emotions come, and you're running around like a chicken with the head cut off. That's not real. That's not your decision. No. So you have to decide, how am I going to respond to this reaction? I'll tell you a little story about a friend of mine who was a top-notch builder, construction guy, carpenter, very capable, very tall, right? And we're trying to set up some fence for a uh, a fundraiser for a church, but we're way out in the boonies, and and he's, we're trying to hammer this metal stake into the very dry, hard dirt. And he got frustrated. It's not working. So he got, in his frustration, he's a big guy, so he just jammed his foot on it to try to squish it in. Well, he wasn't thinking. He didn't have his workman's boots on. At least that would have protected his foot. He had rubber sneakers. That metal stake just went right on through. And with the force he was using, whoa, it went right on through his foot. Now that is painful. And that is very dangerous. 
So he's bleeding and he's screaming. He's curled up in a, a fetal position and, and just like a scared animal. And so I start to approach him since there aren't there weren't too many people. And we're out in the boonies and this is before cell phones. So I approach him and he just, no, get away. He's, he was like snarling in fear. And, and here I'm his friend and teacher even. And he's still just, get away from me. And so I'm going, okay, think fast, right? What am I to do here? Because, and I used to be a nurse way before, many years before that. So I know if some, I don't put a tourniquet on him or something, he's going to bleed out in not too, too long. And so uh, I yell at somebody to go run to somebody's house, and this is in the boonies, and use their phone to call 911. But I know it's going to take an ambulance and paramedics at least 45 minutes to an hour to get out there. In that time, he's going to bleed out. So I'm looking, okay, I got to get him relaxed. I got to get him to open up so that I can treat him and do something. And so I gingerly got a little closer, a little closer, and and then he sees me, and I'm, I got my um, hand on my chin, like, you know, really thinking hard kind of a thing. Like a doctor. Like a, yeah, I was doing my good doctor act. <laughs> and I'm going, mm-hmm, ah, ah. And that got his interest. And he was still panicking and just, you know, in great pain. But he's going, I got his curiosity going. And he goes, what? What is it? I said, uh-huh. I, I see what needs to be done, which wasn't actually true. But <laughs> I got to get him engaged. So so he he's going, well, what, what, do, we, what do I need to do? What are, am I going to die? And I said, no, but you're going to, you know, uh, well, I, I got good news for you. And he says, what? He said, you there's no, I said, you don't have any brain injury. <laughs> there's no <laughs> brain damage. And he, he blurted out laughing just for a, just a short spurt. And then he got back into this total anger. It was amazing to see. He laughed and then boom, he's so angry. And he goes, you're wrong. And I, I just backed off like, whoa. And he goes, that's why I did this stupid thing, because I have brain damage. I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started laughing. And then there was a couple people in fear watching on. And they start laughing. And he started laughing. And then he let me look at his foot. He let me touch his feet and leg. And I said, okay. You know, this is very dangerous. This is going to hurt. But if I don't take the stake out of your foot, I can't put a tourniquet on it and stop the bleeding. If you don't stop the bleeding, you're going to bleed out. Can I do this? And he says, go ahead, do whatever you need to do. And so I did. And he, he just, you know, went with it. And uh, I was able to... to uh, uh, put a couple of tourniquets on and and stand just ble- bleeding until the paramedics got there and and later on that day from the hospital he called me to thank me and he said I learned the greatest thing from all of this I learned besides don't do stupid things like that again <laughs> <laughs> he said is in the ambulance I realized 
that excruciating pain I was in stopped being excruciating the moment you made me laugh. He said, when I start laughing, the pain went down 80 to 85%. The remaining, you know, 15, 20% of the original pain, he said, oh, I can handle it. It hurt, but it's not anything that was driving me nuts or, or I was terrified about. Now, then I realized 80% or more of what I was experiencing as excruciating, unbearable pain was actually my fear and me resisting, resisting my fear. And the minute I laughed, I noticed I dropped the fear. And even for a moment, the first time I dropped the fear and all this anger came out and I was really angry. And then after that, when everybody else was starting to laugh, I was able to laugh some more. And then the anger left and I start to have my certainty that I'm going to be okay. I'm not only going to live, but I'm not going to lose my foot. I'm going to, you know, it's going to take a few, a little bit to heal, but I'm going to be fine. And he said the paramedics couldn't believe it. I told him what you did and what happened, and they couldn't believe that anybody would do that, and they couldn't believe that I was laughing. They said they've never seen anybody in this condition who was laughing. And he said we had a great time after that for the rest of the ride to the hospital. So this is the key to living the miracle. Whenever I chose to be amused and laugh and be kind rather than be angry and blame somebody and, or others and seek vengeance or anything like that, then everything opens up for the miracle to unfold shortly after. Great. Well, we're coming up on a break, and um, I wanted to mention one more thing. If you go onto our website, is we have a section at the front page. Uh, the website is michaeltamura.com. And um, there's a section called Free Stuff. And if you go in there, um, we have a basic uh, spiritual toolkit um, that you can download. It's for free. And it'll help you with uh, getting to know these tools a little bit more that we're going to be going into in this third section. So we will be right back. Thank you for joining us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Don't you just wish sometimes that life could come with a do-over button? We'd probably use it a lot more than we think. What if there was one do-over button you could use each week? Make that place the Voice America Empowerment Channel for Code to Grace, the empowered women's guide to life with host Marilyn Mosier. Marilyn and her guests will help you find the key to break free from the chains of your life and start anew. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. 
It's time to live the life of inner peace that you deserve. Tune in every week for Sacred Exploration with host Lisa Tremont Oda. You can discover the you that has been kept hidden all this time. Show off your personal gifts to the world. Lisa and her guests will combine health and spirituality to bring you the experience that you've been waiting for. You'll enjoy this journey every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's sure to be a nourishing experience. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Okay, this is Raphael, and we are talking about when in doubt, laugh first and be kind. And we do have a caller waiting, but um, we're going to start with a little bit of a practice. A practice. Yes, for the practice for the day for laugh first and be kind is really about responding creatively, imaginatively, consciously to whatever emotional, mental reaction that's going on in your mind, in your, in your consciousness, right? The reaction that's going on in you about anything, you know, it's like, like I said before, it's very mechanical. It's like somebody pushes the button and boom, you're angry and you're thinking certain kinds of thoughts or you're guilty thinking certain kinds of thoughts. You're afraid thinking certain kinds of thoughts. So that's just a reaction. Start to get to know, oh, that's a reaction, right? That's the box that you have to step out of for you to be able to actually do something to have the certainty to know what to do. Like in the example I gave with my friend, yes, I had training as a nurse, but not that kind of training. No, as a nurse, that would have been the wrong thing to do. Uh, a nurse isn't allowed to yank out uh, a stake from uh, you know some kind of a projectile or, or something going that far deep into a person's flesh because that can cause way worse damage and and more bleeding but hey when you're in the boonies and you're the only one you have to have the certainty did i know from a textbook that's what you're supposed to do no from a textbook that was not what i'm supposed to do but i knew with certainty if i didn't do that that was the only chance he had to survive or to keep his foot or anything like that so that's what i did so Certainty is so important because when you are tuned to spirit, you'll know the right thing to do, even if everybody else says it's not, 
Okay? So, remember, uh, grounding. All of you who, who'd like to practice this, just as a meditation, short meditation, as you first ground yourself, just connect with a, imagine that tree trunk all the way down to the center of the earth and connect it to your first chakra, base of your tip, tip of your tailbone, right above it, there's an energy center. Just imagine that circular disk of energy and connecting that tree trunk all the way to the center of the earth. And then just decide, close your eyes, just decide you're going to drop it. Just going to let everything be. You don't have to get rid of it. Just let it be and it'll fall. Anything that's not yours will start to fall off and you'll start to be more grounded. Now be aware in the center of your head. Just decide, I am in the center of my head. I'm aware in the center, very center of my head. And notice the center of your head is always totally neutral. Okay, so then, this is the first thing you do. Remind yourself when you're in a reaction, ground and center of the head. And then, once you do that, then notice the reaction. Ah, and and the reaction to the reaction is kind of wanting to fight the reaction, wanting to get into, become the reaction. When you feel anger, you, you want to be angry. I'm angry. You, you start to be it. No, don't be it. Just be yourself, which is neutral, your spirit, limitless. There's no anger in spirit. But the anger is around you. It's, like, it's almost like a roiling experience when you're more in the center of your head. Yes. And, or doubt. We're talking about doubt especially. So doubt. Oh, yeah. And, oh, there's all this doubt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Great. You can listen to that. You could be neutral and start to decide. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to laugh. I'm going to imagine this is funny. Oh, yeah. I could do that. It's not funny. It's not funny. I can feel. <laughs> I can laugh, and then, and then I want to be gentle with myself. I want to be kind, right? And I want to be kind to whatever's going on. Kind to the reaction I'm having. Don't try to punish the reaction. Beat the reaction. No, just be kind to it. But laugh and be kind to it. And as you practice that, and one more thing that we've taught before in our show, imagine a nice rose in front of you and just decide you're going to let all the reaction thoughts and the feelings that's the reaction go into that rose just go i'm going to let go of all these thoughts that i'm thinking all this feeling that i'm feeling put it it's all energy just put it in the rose and then kaboom imagine that exploding into this flash of light and becoming completely neutralized let it go Give yourself a deep breath, and you're ready to proceed. Okay, and you could do this many times. So practice that. And again, if you get our the free let download for the spiritual toolkit, it'll teach you, you know, all the steps of grounding, running energy, finding the center of your head, creating and destroying a rose, and all that stuff. So you can practice that, so that when we do this in a real quick way. You'll be right there to do it. Yes. So we have um, waiting to ask us a question. Uh Ellen from Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Hi. Hi Hi there. Hello. So, do you have a question for us? I uh, have 
many, many, many questions, but well, I, would, I would like just for you to um, just look at me, my energy and, and see where I am. I, I'm doing really well in some places, and yes. I'm struggling with some others. And yes, I'd like your uh, input. Yeah. Okay, great, Ellen. You're okay. you've kind of assessed yourself quite well because the first thing I see with you is the the part where you said quite well. Yes, absolutely, you're doing actually very well. It's just. The part where you said not struggling and not doing so well, it's not that you're not doing so well. What you're struggling with is when you start to do really well in some parts of your life, you start to let go. It's just like this thing we're talking about, laughing. You, you got happy with yourself for doing well, and when you got happy with yourself, you start to let go of the parts you weren't happy with yourself before. And when that part starts to come up, then that's what you've been experiencing as the struggle because that's the growth. That's the change you're going through. You've been going through this big growth period, time of growth and transition, where you're catching up to yourself. You're catching up more to the happier part of yourself, the, the unhappier part of yourself. And that conflict, when the, the unhappier part starts to come out, it's still unhappy. But it's not you, it's what was what you gave seniority to in you, the emotional parts in you that, that you didn't let go way, way back when. Now this is your opportunity to let go. So the struggle uh, isn't don't make it a struggle, don't make it a conflict. Just realize, oh, this not so happy feelings and and different emotional levels and thoughts uh, of kind of invalidation and not doing so well. That, those are the reactions, those are the stuff that's coming out of you. And a lot of it has to do with your creativity, your ability to express yourself, communicate yourself uh, with other people, and where you're really at. And you're starting to take big steps in being able to say, this is where I'm at. And this is where I'm coming from, right or wrong. It doesn't matter what somebody else thinks. This is where I am. And I may not be right, but this is where I am. And you started to own much more of your self-expression and your creative uh, ability to express yourself and communicate. And that is what's bringing about this huge change. And this is going to continue. You're going to start to have a lot more to say to pretty much everyone because you're very psychic. You're very intuitive, and you know a lot of what's going on with everybody else. And for a long time, you thought all the difficult things that you were experiencing inside of yourself was mostly you, but it's not. A lot of it, if not most of it, is you picking up on where other people have been, and now you're starting to come out of your closet. Okay, and there's another thing I'd like to add, which is um, okay. where... Uh, you sometimes, when you're releasing that old stuff Michael was talking about, the only time that it comes up really big time for you is at nighttime. And that's what's giving you difficulty sleeping. And so this is where these tools and meditation for you is a really big next step. If you already have meditation in your 
uh, life practice good, you might need to increase it because you're really ready to let this stuff go. Yep. All right. Okay. Thank you very much, Ellen. Okay. Thank you so much. Blessings, bye. Blessings to you. And we have um, maybe a minute and a half or two minutes for Kathy in Chicago. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello there. Yes. Hi, Kathy. Uh, hi. Uh, I was wondering if you could also look at my energy. I'm kind of struggling with my next step and see if you see anything. Ah, oh, nothing. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> yes, it's great because Kathy, you have a great deal of amusement. You, you're a, you're really a happy camper at heart. You're, you're here to, to share the joy of life with people. You're a healer, uh, and healer doesn't mean one specific type of healing. You don't have to do laying on the hands or whatever specific thing, but you're a healer through and through. You're here to uplift. You're here to inspire people by what you say, what you do, the way you act. You're, you're kind of an entertainer as well. And so these are all things that, that you have within you, and you're so creative Part of your difficulty in life has been, what do you do? You, there's so many things you could do, and you know you can do well. So, But you know, if you're going to do something really well, you have to spend time and attention and practice, and then you have to select which are you going to do and which are you going to set aside. Don't ever tell yourself you only have to do one thing. The way you are, you need to do many things, but how you... Uh, manage it is select the thing that's the best tool for you to fulfill your inner purpose of who you are. But the other things that you also love to do, give it to yourself as a hobby. You don't have to do it all the time, but just do it periodically and do it for fun. Then it's going to feed the main thing or main one or two things that you're doing, okay, without sacrificing uh, doing the other things that you want to do. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, thanks. And I have one one thing to add to that, and that's um, don't let the fuddy-duddies around you let get you, you get down. you down. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's one of the things that, that happens. You attract fuddy-duddies because they need to learn to have the joy in life, and they instinctively know that you can help them. But don't take it on as your problem to solve. Yes. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I can help them, and then I get all tied up in that. So Yes. So laugh first, be kind, and then move on. <laughs> okay. Thank you for Thanks calling. Thanks for calling. Yes, we're coming Boy, very close. By. Yes, it did. Very close to the end of the show. So please mark your calendars. This coming Saturday, March 24th at 4 p.m., we'll be at the special Encore screening of the movie we've been talking about a lot, PGS. Intuition is your personal guidance system in Sacramento, California at the Arden Fair 6 Theater. Then, a couple days later, on March 26th at 6 p.m., we'll be screening of, there will be a screening of the movie in Ashland, Oregon at the Varsity Theater. This film's award-winning, wonderful director from Australia, Bill Bennett, and I, actually, and Michael and I, <laughs> will be there for the Q&A immediately following both of the screenings, which is great. So those who attend will get to meet uh, all of us and ask questions about the movie 
about intuition and our experiences. You can check out the wonderful trailer for this film at pgsthemovie.com, as well as click on the map in the U.S. uh, on that website at the bottom of the page to find a screening in your area. Okay, so we'll see you next week. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Looking forward to it. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. <laughs>